What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Swanson, joined today by Gabe Millions of Peaches Fall. What's up, Gabe? Millions of peaches, peaches for me. (laughs) And Shane Football Fanatic Pavlik. I miss sports. I like that nickname almost as much as Sim Game Shane because the fanatic Pavlik is somewhat alliterative. Yeah. I dig it. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Uh, You know, I feel like for a couple weeks I've been in a funk and I feel like I'm out of that funk now. Uh, I'm just enjoying the best parts of life that I uh, can enjoy and that's time with my family and Playing video games and just taking it day by day. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it was like 70 degrees almost here in the Twin Oh, Cities man, today. dude, it was so fucking nice. Yeah. Grilled out some burgers. Nice. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. We're, as I said before in previous episodes, we're moving, me and my family. So, Yeah. Packing up the house. We got pictures taken of the house today. It looks really clean right now. And then we're just going to try to keep it this way while moving a bunch of stuff out of the closets in the garage <laughs> to get everything packed up and moved out and move a little bit closer to family, a little bit closer to work. Yeah. Dude, we were just talking about how I can't ever move because I play video games too much and that would cut out of my video game time that. <laughs> You know, having to clean a house. I can't even imagine having to keep your house clean trying while people are walking through or you're having open houses and shit. That sounds so stressful. Yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit daunting, but at the same time it's it's one of those things where if we take care of it now, it's gonna be best. Uh just because I can't imagine doing it any later. As the kids get older and as like everything else happens, it's yeah. just gonna get more and more difficult. Doing it now I think is gonna be the best time. Agreed. Well, Anyway, outside of moving and the ongoing apocalypse that we're living in, we will be talking about Animal Crossing, still kicking ass and taking names, uh, Disco Elysium coming to the Switch, and Borderlands 3, the least likely of suspects to be solving our scientific queries, is doing just that. Um, Also, (laughs) late news to come in today uh, was the redesign of the DualShock no longer being called the DualShock and being called the DualSense 5, and it looks funky and futuristic. We will talk about that. This is episode 42, and we are recording on Tuesday, April 7th, 2020. Before we get into what we're playing, just a heads up, our website is live, mostlynormalgamers.com. Yeah! Um, Yeah! I think it looks pretty cool. You folks should go there and check it out and let us know what you think things we could change or add or whatever there's links to our content in there as of right now we're still using our gmail address and i can imagine that will persist even once we go live with our new at mostly addresses too so you can keep emailing us at the gmail address but we will have a a podcast a more appropriate fitting high class uh podcast email in the near future so um let us know what you think of it we spent a lot of time getting it all figured out so i think it looks pretty badass but thanks after for that all the work you did on that man you slayed it yeah thanks man i i mean our web designer kicked kicked the ass and took the names i just paid the bills 
So, but yeah, it looks pretty pretty good. I dig it. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks great. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into what we were playing. Shane, what have you been playing? I want to hear, well, you've been playing Baba as you. I want to hear about all these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're, I'm basically scheduling a video call with family and friends every single day. This morning we did a video call with a bunch of Selma's classmates because she's been feeling the need to see her friends too. So um, on these family and friends calls, uh, some of them were playing Fibbage 3 uh, through Zoom and nice. linking that up. And that has been really fun. If you guys uh, have played Fibbage, I said we, I played it, you know, at, a, at a, my uh, sister-in-law's wedding a little while ago. And now, you know, we're doing it on a regular basis playing this game uh, with folks. So it's it's a blast. I like that a lot. Is that part um, of the Jackbox Party Pack or how do you it play it? Is Jackbox 5? I believe is three. Um, and it's really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And what, what I do is I just put, uh, so I have it on PS4 and then I put my tablet up and we broadcast the TV screen. Uh, and then we join on the call on my wife's computer. Uh, so that way we're able to see and talk with everybody and, laugh and have a good time doing it so if you guys are interested we should get our families all together and do this sometime oh, yeah. um, because it is a good time uh, what are yeah, you playing are you using your ps4 ps4 yep uh-huh. okay cool yeah how are, you, how are you playing are you playing that uh, what is it like live link thing or playstation link thing uh so it's called jackbox tv and you use your uh, phone ipad or computer and just go into a browser and then the game creates a special pin. So you can have eight people playing at a time. And so everybody puts that pin in and then, you know, it pops up on the screen and then you do everything via your phone uh, to answer the questions. And so Fibbage, you're creating lies to fit the sentence and trying to trick the other players of the game to think that that's the truth. And then once everybody submits their answer, uh, the truth is in there, and you have to select which one is true. And then you get points for everybody that you trick into believing what you wrote is the truth. So, so it's like Balderdash. Yeah, oh, very similar to Balderdash. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, nice. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And we have learned that my wife is the ultimate liar. She is constantly <laughs> fooling folks. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nice. So yeah, it's really funny. It's always a good thing it's to good find time. out about your spy, spouse compulsive lying. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> dangerous. <Exactly. laughs> uh, and so then, still playing Animal Crossing. I'm, you know, I'm still logging in every day, and I probably play it for like a half an hour every day. And I'm not doing as much as I could. And some folks are like really grinding it out and like I, I see so many people on social media and like the worlds that they're creating and I'm just like holy shit you've done so much more than me um but like I log in and I'm just like okay I'm gonna do the quick things pr- progress this just a little bit and then I'm like I want to do something else uh so I haven't been playing it that much just keeping everything maintained basically um but the reason why I haven't been playing it that much is because without working and just you know uh, spending time with my daughter and teaching her things, 
mentally I've been kind of starved. Um, you know, I'm not actually thinking about much. I'm just, you know, enjoying life. So I've wanted to play Baba as you for a while. This was the perfect time to dive into it. Yeah. Um, and so Baba is you is a puzzle ish game that you're taking there. There are rules in the game and then you need to identify those rules and change them in ways uh, to solve the puzzle. And so Baba is you. The character's name is Bubba. You you are controlling that character on the screen, but you can change it to be Rock is you, you know, and you take over a rock and you're moving the rock around. Um, you can do the wall is you, and you're just like trying to figure out what, how you need to break and set the rules to get you know the end to win. And shit, I have been flying through this game. Most of the puzzles are taking me not not very long, um, but there's one puzzle. So I've probably gone through, I don't know, maybe 30, 30 puzzles right now um, through it. Um, but one I just I keep going back to and I can't beat it. And it's like a side, you know, one. It's not one of the main quest ones. Um, and I just I can't figure it out and I keep going back and I know eventually I'll figure it out and I'm going to be so fucking pumped. <laughs> um, but right now it's just so frustrating. I'm like, damn it. Um, and then I go do the other ones. And I'm like flying through them. Like this is super easy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good game. John, do yeah, you have any about questions that, specifically about it? That game. Yeah. Uh, no, I just like puzzle games in general. I always want to try them, but I'm not exceptionally good at puzzles. So I just kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were. I know a lot of people feel the same way. They'll cruise through it and then get to one that they just cannot finish. And I feel like I get there a lot faster than other people. So I'm glad to hear that you've enjoyed it. I still want to pick it up someday. Maybe if we end up going on this drought, everybody's talking about not having games for a while. We'll see. Yeah, it was on sale for like nine bucks. So um uh, if you are interested, now might not be a bad time to pick it Now's up. Now's the time. There's no, yeah, there's never been a better time. <laughs> I, listening to Split Screen, I heard uh, Jason Schreier talk uh, about it for a very long time. Yeah. It seemed like he was playing it forever and really liked it. And yeah. everything he said about it made me really intrigued. Um, yeah. And so then whenever I saw it on sale, I looked up like a... Um, uh, on Twitch, I just watched somebody else play it uh, and was like, oh, this looks really fucking cool. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm i liking it so far, and I, I definitely recommend it. If you like puzzle games or even are moderately entertained by them, it's definitely a, a good one. And then I've been doing Spec Ops uh, and Battle Royale and Modern Warfare as well. I'm pretty much using that as social time, hanging out with uh, friends, family, doing that as well. Um, and, you know, I'm playing that pretty much at least once a night for, for you know, 30 minutes uh, just to talk to folks and see how they're doing and shoot some motherfuckers and have a good time doing it. <laughs> uh, and then the last two uh, things I'm playing, uh, Two Point Hospital. Uh, Strange to be playing a hospital sim game uh, right now, but yeah. I love yeah. that game yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, yeah, I just beat the second uh, hospital 
Um, and I'm getting, so it's like one star, two star, three star. I'm playing through to get three stars. And at first, like when all this was happening, I was having, like, I couldn't, I, I was like, I'm not going to play. This is too strange. But I don't know, this week, I just, I'm in a different state of mind. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm doing everything that I can. Everybody in my family's safe and you know, I feel very sorry for everybody that is losing somebody or um, is dealing with it and thankful for everybody that's helping to make the world a better place um, and saving people like uh, you guys, you guys, you both work in the medical field. Um, and yeah, I dove back in and I'm not feeling weird about it at all. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel the same way. Like there are times where I'm like enjoying my life and I feel somewhat guilty about it because I know there are people out there that are not doing that but i don't know life's life's too short to regret the joy that you feel you know what i mean yeah and uh that's the perfect thing to transition away from what i just said <laughs> so word, word. perfect um uh, so last last but not least i uh i've been playing fifa uh 20 uh as minnesota united i just i am in such need of some freaking football right now um and i'm watching a documentary uh, uh, Sunderland till I die on Netflix. Um, I just, I really wish there was some fucking soccer that I could watch. Um, oh yeah. Or, or play. Um, I, I just like it's crazy. So. Yeah, you can't go play. I dude, uh, today was supposed to be our first Twins game of the year, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. would have been a beautiful day to be at a ballpark. Sure. But yeah, unfortunately, yep. hopefully they'll play some games this year at some point, but. I don't know. I've been maybe thinking about busting out uh, MLB 2019 because remember that was on PS Plus last year, uh-huh. or yeah. whatever. Or maybe it was earlier this year. I can't remember, but maybe I'll when I get the itch. Once the weather starts getting nicer, I'll maybe bust that out. Live vicariously through video games like I do every other day of the week. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> uh, maybe you've been playing anything at all, man? Or are you playing? moving things i'm playing moving things yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of tetris but the the tetris <laughs> are all the same size yeah and it's in 3d and it's a lot to... more the boxes are heavier than they are on the game boy <laughs> and there's a there's fatigue the... that happens on there as well yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly uh well yeah i was talking about this before we started recording but i haven't talked about games i've been playing for feels like forever um, so I just wanted to talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps, first of all. Yes! It's fucking fantastic. A great follow-up to the first one. The first part of the game, you kind of spend regaining the powers that you had in by the end of the first game. And then after that, it kind of opens up and you have these five, four or five worlds four worlds that you have to go obtain something from and then the last one which is where all all the final shit goes down but the way they advance the mechanics in there and just how beautiful that game is how vibrant the lighting is and uh how alive it looks and the 2d platforming man just the way that that stuff is set up the way it has you bouncing from uh, one thing to the next and using all the different skills that you've learned together to either run away from a, something that's chasing you or 
get through a default area or section that's set up kind of with all these, um, you know, obstacles in the way. It's just fascinating how amazing that game looks. It is fantastic. When you finished that game, you had mentioned in our Slack that that it was one of those games where you finished and you just weren't sure if you could play video games again, which for you is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was a very a very emotional experience, a very good experience for you, I imagine, uh, just because you were saying that. But can you just elaborate on why why you felt that way? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's similar as far as the emotions that it elicits from you are similar to the first one. Um, it's very melancholy. The ending. Uh, it tells the backstory of the character that's kind of chasing you down, and you kind of understand the motivations that drives that evil quote unquote character to want to harm you um Mm -hmm. it has you kind of feeling bad for it and then it's just kind of sad and that so it left me feeling kind of melancholy and the way that the 2d platforming is how well it's set up for you to use all the skills that you've learned to get from one place to another and then by the end of the game how fluid it feels and how good it feels to move from one side to the other whether you're underwater or jumping from one vine or hanging piece to another and stopping on a wall for a split second before you jump over to another thing because it shot this orb at you that you can use to jump a different direction and you just get so good at doing those things that it just feels so good to do it and then going to because if you guys remember the week before i was super stoked about doom coming out and then i so i went and played doom after that and i was like no i can't i can't play this right now oh no it was just like jeez nothing was uh because the game ori is so good from a movement standpoint the way your character just is animated from one place to the next and how free-flowing it is it's like it it feels like you're painting or something you're just like you're creating art when you're moving and not to knock on doom but it's certainly i don't think it's an insult to say doom is not that (laughs) you know what i mean so uh that's my long-winded way of answering your question it is those a combination of those two things um which what led me to play download alex or half-life alex for my vr which i'm using steam and then going through my oculus quest with the oculus link thing and that game is fucking wicked too man it has you like it's it's you know when uh what's the game called it's on playstation vr aj and i were talking about it's like the people call it the mario 64 astrobot yeah you know what i'm talking about that people compare that to Mario 64. I would say Astrobot is to Mario 64 what Half-Life Alex is to Halo. Halo like Halo kind of revolutionized oh. how first-person shooters are, you know, on the Xbox when it came out. And I think Half-Life Alex, the way that it involves you are, are actually taking cover. You're actively reloading your gun. You have to like pull the clip back. You have to take cover when you're getting shot at. You have to dodge things like, I don't know. Have you guys played Half Life? 
No, no. But the way you're describing that sounds incredible. Yeah. I've never played Half-Life, any of them. I'm going, they just, uh, there's a team of developers who remade the original Half-Life game and they called it uh, Black Mesa, which mm-hmm. is part of the backstory of Half-Life. I'm sure people listening know that far better than I do. Um, but I'm probably going to go play that sometime soon. But yeah, it's it's graphically, it's phenomenal. Again, I'm playing it on my Quest, so it's not as good as it would be with the uh, uh, Valve's own headset, the Index. But I'm not going to go blow a grand on another um, headset. So do you think that this, I mean, like Halo, Halo was a cultural revolution, right? It was one of those things that like, if you didn't play video games before you played Halo (laughs) kind of a deal. Do you think that that is what Half-Life Alex could be for VR? I think there's still such a barrier to entry, man, because it's so expensive. You're talking about, if if you do it the way that I did it, which was with the Oculus Quest, which is the cheapest way to do it, um, you still need a probably at least a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar computer, and then add on oh, okay. four hundred dollar headset, you know, and yeah. just a game. You're talking about two grand just to play it. I'm. It's kind of what we've talked about before, where VR will certainly be. I think it's growing by leaps and bounds and it's very cool the directions that it's going it still has a long way to go and it will always be a niche thing i think as far as long as you have to put these things on your face and while they're so expensive you know because even this game is super immersive it's well written man it's it's so funny i just got done with this area where you're running away from the super scary guy but his name's jeff He's like this zombieified <laughs> guy. And then just like the way she talks about him when he's around, like you have to get these three energy things. And after she gets the first one, she, he like chases her and she like gets away. And after she gets away, she's like, God damn it. I fucking hate you, Jeff. And <laughs> just the way she keeps saying that. And like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just like, he's a, like he's a shitty coworker or something and not yeah, like exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, when she finally gets rid of him, she's like, oh, Jeff, are you okay? And then she's like, ha ha, fucker. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. The way that it's written is hilarious from time to time. It's more of a survival horror than it is, uh, like, an action. It has shooter elements. Like, you do fight the alien, what are they called, the commune or something, that have taken over Earth, basically. But there's also a lot of zombie-ish type characters, so it's very survival horror-y. And I've been having some technical difficulties. I'm not sure if it's due to the fact that I'm on the link, but like if I die or if I start a new chapter, sometimes it'll freeze and I have to completely restart the headset and stuff. So what you can oh, imagine, no. it's like five. I mean, it's not an incredibly long time, but when you're in the middle of a game and then you're have this thing on your face and blah blah blah, it just takes. Yeah. time to do so i'll definitely beat it but um it might just take me a little bit longer than i was kind of thinking but i'll fill you guys in when i finish it apparently there's something pretty phenomenal that happens at the end so i want to hear what that is before i get it spoiled for me so 
Um, and then on the speaking of survival horror, I've also been playing Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is very cool. Uh, it's a lot like Resident Evil 2. It's certainly more action-oriented than Resident Evil 2. I'm really enjoying okay. it because I enjoy that side of Resident Evil, the like shooting zombies and instead of saving ammo and saving ribbons or typewriter ribbons and shit like back in the day. <laughs> so I, I'm really enjoying it, but I know some people that's getting some slack for being short. I'm probably about four hours into it and I can already tell I'm getting close to the end. So, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. But it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's fun shooting zombies and whatnot. So, yeah. Did that come with the multiplayer too? Was it called Resistance? Is that yeah, it did. Is that right? I mean, how, how, have you tried that? that? No, uh-uh. You know, me and my yeah. <laughs> passion for multiplayer, but this is apparently like async, no, asymmetric multiplayer where one of you is the bad guy and other one, right? I think it's supposed to be like that. Probably oh, like a, uh, Friday the 13th or Evolve? Yeah, exactly. Or the Predator game that's coming out. Predator, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the other thing, which isn't necessarily related to the game, uh, I know. Again, I will say I do. I paid fifty bucks for it on Amazon, and I know, and money's different for everybody, especially now with people getting laid off and shit. So I don't want to say it's totally worth fifty bucks or sixty bucks, but I think you know you can't judge a game just because it's. You know, might be on the shorter side of whatever its value is. Um, but I, I think I'm having a really good time with it. I thought I'd regret spending 50 bucks about on it, and I do not at all. And I'm nice close to the end. Good. But uh, one cool thing is, I know we've talked about this, how Xbox was talking about, or was it Call of Duty? I can't remember. On next gen, whether you're going to be able to download, you know, multiplayer first or... You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. Xbox Xbox was talking about that. Uh, Call of Duty has had the option in a few of its games um, okay. in the past to download this before this. So this is this game does that. Like, I popped in the disc, and it asked me, like, do you want to... Or it didn't ask me. It showed two icons, and one was the Resistance, and one was the Resident Evil 3 or whatnot. That's the first time I've put it in a game and had it... Uh, Asked me that, I guess. So I thought that nice. was kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, you mentioning uh, asymmetrical multiplayers did with the Predator free weekend. Was it last weekend? Did either of you play that at all? Gabe, uh, I know you've been busy. So John, did you uh, play that? I didn't. I heard about it late. I think. So I did. I downloaded it. And nice. I, oh, nice. I was. I. Uh, I actually didn't like it. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Everybody that I heard talking about it leading up to it, like I was actually kind of hyped for that game uh, and it wasn't very good. It kind of felt like Far Cry 5 meets uh, the Friday the 13th. Um, The graphics were okay. They weren't that good, like nowhere near as good as Far Cry 5. Um, Then the shooting mechanics weren't very smooth. They felt kind of clunky. And... The predator would happen so quickly. So there were like 
just random bad guys coming in that were shooting at me and the three other folks that I was playing with. Um, but then the predator would randomly appear as well. And there was like, you couldn't do anything when the predator was there and the predator was controlled by another person. Uh, but I, yeah, it just, I played two different rounds. The app kind of seemed shitty. Uh, gunplay was kind of shitty. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm no longer hyped for this game at all. And I'm going to uninstall it now. <laughs> uh, so, so, so there are... How many... I'm a little bit confused. So there's the Predator. Yep. Who's the big bad guy you're fighting against. And he has and like minions were, or something? Or... Yeah, there were like other armies that were shooting at me. <laughs> and are those, are that, those other armies other like actual players? No, it was AI. Uh, so there were four players that I was playing with, um, and we had to get to these different boxes, um, to uh, unlock things. And then we had to take those supplies back to the chopper, uh, and then be uh, extracted out. Dude. All while these armies are preventing us from getting to those and the predators trying to kill us at the same time. Um, it, uh, yeah, it just... I, you know, maybe because I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty right now, and you know that the graphics are beautiful, uh, the gunplay is excellent. Um, it just did not feel like that, and yeah, it, it felt more like Far Cry shooting, and I'm not a fan of Far Cry shooting. So yeah, did you get to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and say "Get to the chopper"? <laughs> I didn't, but I wish I had that opportunity. What about Justin Ventura? So, no, you none of the above. Jesse Ventura was in that? No, I did. Yeah. Uh, he was Jesse the Body then. You know. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck. I totally forgot he was a wrestler, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I think there's like, you only know him as Jesse the Mind. I know. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unfortunate, man. I know. I think the. I always want to call it asynchronous multiplayer. I mean, asymmetrical multiplayer. I think that's a very cool idea. And. Me too, yeah. The games, it hasn't really taken off. I know the Friday the 13th game was probably the biggest one that caught on, and then they got pulled because they got a, didn't they get basically a cease and desist from the people who own the property or whatever? Yeah, I thought they worked it out, though. And you can yeah. You can still play the game. They're just not doing any updates to it. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. So, I don't know, that's that's upsetting to hear, man. Oh, well. Yeah, I I was really disappointed by it. When's it <laughs> coming? I thought that sounded awesome. Uh, it's coming soon. Sometime mid-April, I believe. So, gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Right on. Well, you have also been playing Animal Crossing, and I guess it shouldn't come as any surprise that that game is fucking just flying off virtual shelves since none of us can go to the store and has sold 2.6 million fucking copies in japan by the way we're at news now news 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 news. (laughs) that's i don't know what you guys think but that's fucking crazy dude that's like faster than any game ever i think i think it's it's faster than any game on the switch which is surprising because like Legend of Zelda had like a hundred and ten percent attach rate on the Switch, yeah, yeah, uh, with Breath of the Wild. So 
it's insane that another Switch game that has come out after that has sold more. Yeah. Because it seems like at the time, everybody who had a Switch bought Zelda, and now, again, everyone who's bought a Switch in the last three years has bought Animal Crossing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I pulled this, by the way, from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz, um, just to give some cred where it is deserved. But I thought that was insane. Uh, I know, I don't know, do you guys recall, I think last week they were talking about some other games that had sold record quantities um like when they were first released i know mario kart 8 is up there for just kind of selling like flying off the shelves basically and i think this has outdone that and i don't know yeah the only the only one this hasn't beat yet was pokemon sword and shield that's right um but i feel like that's kind of cheating because that's two games games. Yeah. yeah And a lot of people buy two copies because you need both of them to get. If I understand Pokemon correctly, don't you need both copies to get all of the Pokies? I believe yes. so, yes. The Pokies and the Mons or whatever. Yes. Yaman! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to ask you, Shane, how do you like the Rabbit Day stuff? Yeah, it's okay. There's so many fucking eggs everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, that I'm just like, and I don't want to build any of the shit that you can build. It's like all pastel colors, and oh, I think yeah. pastels are my least favorite color palette that exists. Yeah. Um, so like I see all this shit that I can craft, and I'm like, nope, that's fucking ugly. Nope, fucking ugly. <laughs> nope, fucking ugly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so it, you know, I'm tolerating it, <laughs> but I, uh, I think right. that Animal Crossing right now is like such a perfect game for the world we live in because it's so cute, so innocent. You're escaping the real life and going to an uninhabited island to create a new civilization. And, it's the perfect escape, right? You just yeah. get the you fuck out. See out your friend with your friends, like you can go visit their islands and stuff. Uh huh. Right. And the worst thing that happens is you shake a tree and a bee comes at you and stings you, um, yeah. and then it closes one eye. Actually, I bought this for my wife has a tendency to exhibit her stress and anxiety by buying shit um so to curb that or in an effort to curb that i just bought her a switch light with animal crossing nice. that should be here hopefully in the next couple of days because i didn't know this but apparently switches are hard to come by now oh yeah dude they're like they sold out all over yeah which yeah. is crazy um but the only way you could get this switch light was by bundling it or whatever through GameStop, so uh, hopefully I'll let you guys know what she thinks of it. She does not play video games at all, so um, much like my son, I'm constantly trying to get both of them (laughs) into video games in some way, shape, or form to no avail yet, but um, yeah. The burning question I have is which color Switch Lite did you get her? Dude, I wanted to get the coral one, but that one is like not possible, so I got the turquoise one 
Word. I funny story. I text her and I said turquoise or yellow because those are the two that they you could get. And she said for what? And I was like, just pick one. And then she, <laughs> hoping that she'd just give it up and she didn't give it up. And I said, fine, I'm getting a pedicure after work and I want to know what color to paint toenail. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was a creepy enough response to let her make her drop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah um but yeah i think you're dead on shane i think this game is just what people want right now it's like a happy place where they cannot exist in this world for right now i think we all need a little bit of escape of, of an escape from everything going on right now so um here's a funny little anecdote so i uh was sitting on the couch playing animal crossing and my wife was sitting next to me and uh she asked me to go pick up something from the kitchen. She was like, hey, would you mind running out and grabbing this? Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, just I'm doing something important right now. And I'll get to it in a second. She looks over and she's like, it looks like you're playing a game where you're controlling a cute little kid that kind of looks like you um and you're just like wandering around with an axe um you sure you can't go get that <laughs> uh i was like just give me a second <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is kind of awesome like yeah. i said give me a minute <laughs> um well, speaking of our Nintendo Switches, and it looks like we will also be able to play a little game called Disco Elysium soon on fucking wait. that wonderful system, which I'm super stoked about because I have wanted to play that game. Um, I know it was announced for Xbox and PS4, but I'm super stoked it's coming to Switch because that you just have more opportunities to play the Switch. You can take it anywhere. It's a fantastic little thing. Shane, I know you're super excited to play it. Um, what do you think? Yeah, dude. No, it's, I'm going to get it on the Switch for sure. I, Whenever I thought it was just going to be on the PS4, I was like, fine. As long as it's on PS4, I'm going to play it um, because I want to play this game so bad. But the, I was literally having this conversation with my wife today. The great thing about the Switch is I can play for like five minutes set it down, go do something else, come yeah. back like 10 minutes later, play for 10 minutes, uh, set it down, go do something else, come back. It's like, I don't do that with my PlayStation 4. Like, I, I am either sitting yeah. down for at exactly. least an hour doing something and then shutting it all down and I'm not going back once I turn it off. Um, exactly. That's not how I use my Switch. Yeah. I, I mean, your Switch you can use, I've like made dinner and just, which like click the button, set it down, yeah. stir the pot, like you're back in the game 10 seconds later. And um, I think you can chop through games so much faster that way that five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes here, like mm -hmm. it adds up so much faster than games. And I'm right there with you, like with my PlayStation or even my, my PC, man, like my laptop, I can close the screen and, then pop it back open and be back in a game but it's just so much more of a process i guess that i yeah. never do it so i wonder gabe you think it'll come to game pass i feel like this is has game pass game written all over it agree yeah it absolutely does uh, it's that indie that award-winning indie title 
you know, that yeah. really Game Pass, I mean, that Game Pass is really trying to collect or what Microsoft is really trying to put on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, so I certainly think it will. I They just had an inbi- inside Xbox today. Oh, really? Um, and I don't think they, I don't think they announced it for Game Pass yet. It's, it's not, nothing that was mentioned in that um, inside Xbox was newsworthy. So we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it just as an FYI to everybody else out there. And yeah, it doesn't look like it's coming to Game Pass yet, but I'd imagine it'll be on there real soon. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to play it somewhere down the line. It is one of those things where I've just heard it's so groundbreaking and so or such a perfect game um, that I'd really be interested in playing at it, playing it, and seeing what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. I think. Game Pass is perfect for those things, and not to yeah. say that this is definitely coming to Game Pass. And also, because I keep forgetting to mention this, I pulled this from Charlie Hall at Polygon, um, this story about Disco Elysium coming. I, and I don't... This sounds bad because I want to support indie studios above and on most other studios, but, you know, like, I don't really give a shit if I support activision or not because they make plenty of money as is um but but i found myself being somewhat regretting buying indies for my switch lately because they'll come out on game pass like a month or a week after i buy them i know that happened with grease and um some bloodstained and some other things that i've purchased and then two weeks later uh it comes out on game pass so I feel like I'm more inclined to wait these days. Yeah, and just to be clear, with the games that are coming to Game Pass, like those creators are being compensated, and those developers are making money off of you oh, yeah. playing them on Game Pass. Um, yeah. I mean, Microsoft is basically buying millions of copies of that game <laughs> to to allow it to be on Game Pass. So um, don't feel bad about playing games on Game Pass if they're free. Don't feel like you need to purchase the game from the developer i mean of course if you want to of course that only helps um but it is one of those things where they're just out there for the exposure and to get people to play their games and yeah um, again it's They're a perfect tool clear, the deal is pretty legit that they get from xbox like i've heard a lot of um developers indie developers say that they are getting more than enough to support their ongoing work so um yeah, you're certainly supporting it either way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so play more games. Yeah. God damn it, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> I want that to be like my ringtone for when I get a text message or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different tones of Gabe going, yeah. <laughs> um, the one I want to talk about next was the Borderlands 3 doing scientific groundbreaking work apparently in borderlands 3 called something borderlands 3 science or something like that did you guys watch this video by chance no No. i did not (laughs) it's wackadoo do you guys remember the folding home or whatever on playstation 3 i don't know you, you don't remember that uh shane no. <laughs> so the PlayStation 3 could do this uh, 
I can't even remember what it was doing, but it was one of the more powerful processors back in the day when it came out. So it could, you could leave it on and run this program and like MIT or somewhere, some university was using it to basically calculate, like solve these problems, basically, if you left it on and ran this program while it was on. And um, this Borderlands 3 thing is very similar. It's talking about these microbes, how many you have, like two thirds of your body is microbes that aren't even human. They're um, microbes, you know, bacteria. Gabe, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, about uh, two thirds of the weight um, by weight yeah. of your body. Yeah, two thirds by weight. So yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of nasty if you think about it. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm possessed now by, or like I'm, I don't know, like a, I don't know, zombie or something. It's a symbiotic relationship. Fucking Jeff. Here we go again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm turning into fucking Jeff. That's exactly what I'm saying. But anyway, so they've, they've, isolated them these microbes from human excrement and then like uh what do you call it when they figure out your dna sequence like genome sequencing basically yeah they'll they'll do a genome sequence of it yeah yeah of these microbes but they're missing some of the sequences you know Mm -hmm. and apparently Mm -hmm. don't ask me how because i didn't really get it but by playing this game you're helping figure out the missing sequences or the errored sequences of what are those things called of the ribo or deoxynucleic acids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What? I know this. Yeah. Okay. So for the first time on the podcast, this is actually like when I, what I went to school for. Yeah. Well, ready? Go. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so the issue with some of these bacteria uh, that are living in your body, and some of the microbes that are living in your body, you are... Um, uh, hold on one second, guys. I gotta be quiet. Okay. So, the issue with some of the... <laughs> microbes. <laughs> There's somebody... Sorry. We thought one of the kids was getting up or something. Um, actually, what's happening is the microbes in Gabe's body is now taking oh, no. over. Uh, no, just, and they're, he's just feeding us lies, so it, oh. it tricks us. Um, they, he, had to, he had to flip that switch. You're <laughs> fucked now. <laughs> so the issue is with these microbes that are in the body. Um, as you're sequencing this DNA, there are sections of your DNA and of any DNA that's wrapped around these things called histones, um, which help keep the structure of the DNA. DNA is fairly fragile, so if you were to just kind of unstring. DNA, you could pull it apart really, really easily. Um, so it needs these things called histones to be wrapped around to have it stick there. As we're sequencing things, or as we are trying to find out what that DNA is, um, we'll oftentimes break off the branches when they join at the histone. So we'll be missing that chunk that wraps around the histone. Oh, yes, I remember this now. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways that you can figure out how or what that DNA would look like um, on the on the histone. And one of the ways is by looking at the histone itself and trying to figure out how 
like what the sequence would need to be to have it fit in there with the hydrogen bonding that it uses. Hydrogen bonding, if for anybody who doesn't know, is just like magnets, right? So you're basically looking for positive and negative sides of a magnet or north and south poles of a magnet. Um, and then you're then corresponding that to the appropriate DNA sequence. So say an adenine, which is one of the nucleic acids that makes up DNA, an adenine would connect to a north, south, north, north section of the histone. So when you see a north, south, north, north section of the histone, you know right away, okay, that's adenine. We can move on to the next one. What's the next section of the histone? Like, what does that electromagnetism read? Um, so you could do it that way. Um, or you could do it by aggregating a lot of DNA from bacteria. Bacteria replicates... Um, all on its own just by splitting. Uh, so, or most bacteria, I should say, does that. Um, so most bacteria has the exact same genome as the bacteria that came before it. Uh, so that is another way that you could do it, is just by having a huge aggregate, and then you take all of these strands, it's hundreds of millions of strands of DNA, and you just kind of line them all up and fill in the pieces from, let's like, say, a section is missing in one strand that this other strand has that same section complete. Um, you can just kind of mix and match all of those together until you have like one complete strand. I'm not exactly sure how Borderlands will be doing it now they gamified it, but it's really cool that yeah. they're able to do this and really, really able to get this in. So yeah, I might check it out this... just for fun. Yeah, I, I agree. So is there like an end to the puzzle game though, or... Like, um, do you solve some scientific problem? <laughs> no, you basically, it's basically, it reminded me of a match three game or kind of like Tetris where you just match these characters. It wasn't terribly complex. Um, it was basically like a simplistic puzzle game. Mm -hmm. uh, Interesting. Yeah. It may be one of those things, and this happens just every once in a while where it's just, a computer just can't do it. It's just the computer. A computer doesn't or can't discern the way a human brain can, or as quickly as a human brain can. Yeah. Um, so it might just be one of those things where that that's just what it needs to be. Is people yeah. actually doing it? Yeah, I just thought that was really cool. That um, and it reminded me of that PlayStation Three thing. And I I read a story a few months ago that. Uh, there's a university, I can't remember exactly where it is, that they're still using PlayStation 3s because of, of their processing power in a certain regard. It's the cheapest way for them to do that. They just bridge all these PS3s together and fucking use it to <laughs> process their problems. It's crazy. So it reminded me of that. So I don't know, check that shit out. Help us find the DNA of our shit bugs. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, you guys want to talk about this new uh, PS5 controller? What the fuck is this thing all about? Yes. Yes, it's going to take me to space. It is. It looks beow, like beow. a fucking boomerang, dude. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, dude? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't like it. So, the layout of the controller I do not like. Um because it reminds me of 
Like, and maybe when I hold it in my hand, I will feel differently. But it looks bigger than the DualShock 4. It reminds me more of an Xbox controller. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. like Xbox controllers. I like how uh, thin and sleek the PlayStation controllers have been. So I am nervous about that. I'm not not excited about that. However, the look of it aesthetically looks fucking sick. Like, yeah. I love the white and the black and the blue. Like, um, I love the way it looks. I'm just not sure how it will feel in my hands. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm with you, dude. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that looks rather Xbox-y. And yeah. I don't hate the Xbox yeah. control. And I'm not going to be a PlayStation apologist and say that one is better. I think you just get used to it. That's all. Correct. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But having played Ori and the Will of the Wisps recently, that not all the time. I wasn't like, God, I hate this controller. You get used to it. But I certainly was wishing that I had a dual shock or it was easier to play with a dual shock for that game. So, um, but I'm sure Gabe would feel the exact opposite because he plays with the Xbox controller all the time. So yeah, as a non X or as an Xbox gamer, Gabe, what do you think of this thing? Um, I do like the general shape of it. Uh, cause it is a lot more like an Xbox controller. I think it's got, it's got a little bit longer handles, um than the ps4 controller it looks like it's also the curve is just a little bit more supple and the buttons don't have that round platform to sit on um like the d-pad and the symbol buttons Uh, it also looks like the symbol buttons are spread a little bit further apart which i think is a good thing the touchpad has gotten bigger which is good i'm surprised that they brought it back that's a strange thing also the the trigger buttons, the bumper and trigger buttons are different than they have been on PlayStation in the past, and they stick out a little bit further on this one. I wonder if that's going to be a problem at all for people. Um, overall, I like I like the design of the controller, um, simply because, again, it does give that more of a wing formation, kind of that the Xbox One controller has, and it's a little bit smoother. looks a little bit smoother than the Xbox One controller have. Um, if I were playing... On PlayStation, I would prefer this controller, I think, to a PS4 controller or, I guess, what the DualShock generation of controllers was. Yeah. And I did another thing. They removed the light bar from the top. Yeah. Uh, so Resident Evil 3, right? Uh, when you're fine, when you haven't been attacked by any zombies or spiders that lay eggs in your stomach your light bar is green and then if you're like caution it'll turn orangish yellow and then if you're close to dead it'll turn red but you don't see that because it's on the you know it's facing away from you it looks like what they did here was make it that light bar kind of part of the large center pad so that maybe it's going to be a little bit more apparent what color it is, which I think is kind of cool because if you're going to have it on there, you might as well be seeing what color it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks like if anybody's not looking at the controller while you're listening to this, this is premium audio, audio content here. Um, but it's the outside of the touchpad has it looks like almost a little LED strip around it that can light up different colors. Again, this is speculation. 
But I, I think that's really cool. Instead yeah. of having the light bar, I think that's that's a really good way of still being able to utilize some of the things of the light bar or some of the advantages that the light bar had and some of the mechanics that the light bar allowed um, without having that giant thing on the back of the controller. Yeah. And it's called a dual sense instead of a dual shock. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I said in our Slack, I don't like change. It makes me feel funny. Does this dual sense... Is this one of the ones that can sense the sweat or the grip of your hand on the controller? It's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how well that works. I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, All of a sudden, like you're getting like a heart rate meter on your uh, PlayStation 5 as you're playing. And you're like, you should set this down. You are yeah, being exactly. elevated levels of stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly time to take a break <laughs> which i can totally see i was thinking about that when i was playing resident evil 3 earlier today i was like i wonder if my metabolic rate's higher when i'm playing this game because i'm just like on edge you know you're just waiting for something to jump out and scare the shit out of you so um yeah maybe it'd be nice to have a controller to say hey you're maybe a little too stressed out reminds me of the wii <laughs> remember that on the wii it'd be like yeah you've been playing for 30 minutes go outside Fuck you, we. <laughs> You're not my mom. Exactly. 100% I'm like, like a link. Lastly, I don't know. I'm, I I don't know. I want to hold it. I wonder if it'll still be 60 bucks. I hope so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, with all the sensors and stuff, like the more you add to yeah. peripherals, the more sense of the gut. It look it, it looks expensive. It does look it looks expensive and it looks a little fragile. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Um, I don't know if I've said this before. Did you guys know why they chose Circle X, Triangle, and Square? I, I do not. So it's I do one, two, three, four, and the circle is. One because it's one line. The X is two lines. One two. The triangle is three lines, and a square is four. One two three four. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. I was I, always when I had heard about it, or I had heard it described as these are buttons that universally make sense. So like, um. The circle button is a return button because it's a circle and now it comes back to itself. The square is a menu because it looks like a physical menu that you would have in a restaurant. Um, the X is, or the cross rather, is the action button because you push things that have X on them. X marks the spot. Yeah, and then the triangle is supposed to denote, uh, denote up. Because it's pointing. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that. I've never heard of either of those. You both just blew my mind at the way (laughs) I look at the PlayStation controller now. Dude, I got to say, this is definitely, I feel like our listeners are being educated in this podcast also. (laughs) I do. Or above all others. I do have to say that this controller, and I think PlayStation's controllers in general, um, or no, I shouldn't say that. I should say this controller. Um it's kind of really the peak of evolution of controllers because PlayStation has been at it for so long and they've put so much research into these things longer than anybody else. And I think they've got a wider pool of people that they're sampling than anybody else. So, um, I mean, the controller looks a little bit goofy right now, but I do think that um, people, once they get their hands on it, are really going to like it. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Like you said, they Microsoft and PlayStation throw a ton of money at researching these things, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll like it. But um, and lastly, well, kind of lastly, um, just because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, um, The Last of Us Two is been delayed and Iron Man VR no! indefinitely. I hate those words, indefinitely, or that word, rather. What do you guys think about this? Was it it just a long time coming? Do you think it's due to the fact that they can't get it done, or because it's too similar to the dystopian universe we live in currently, or a mixture of the two? The second. They said they're on the finish line. Uh, You know, you don't delay something indefinitely when you're on the finish line it's holy shit we've made a game that kind of touches on worst case scenario of what we could be dealing with in modern day let's hold off until shit goes back to normal yeah uh, you know uh they've put so much money and time into this game and it's such a loved series that you know i you know i, I apologize for playing a a hospital simulator <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know what would i be feeling if i was playing a dystopian future where you know there are zombies and i'm just getting supplies to survive like yeah. you know right. fuck. Uh, yeah it makes perfect sense to me why it was delayed i just can't wait till life to go back to normal and this yeah. game would be like okay now we're ready in three days. Go by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you guys I think? I did. Think uh, they'll wait until the launch of the PS5? Or what do you think they're going to do? Gabe, what were you going to say? Um, no, I just think, I, I mean, I really don't know how long they're going to wait. I think the, the launch of the PS5 would be the absolute latest they could release it. Um, I really... I really do think that is it is a supply problem where they just it was supposed to go gold and they can't go gold because they can't make the discs because there are other people ahead of them in those factories that are pressing the discs or whatever it is. Um, I just think that the world is a little bit behind because the main manufacturers of the world are behind Um, and they're either stuck making only essential things or they are in China where there was a huge lockdown for a long time. Um, so as things catch back up and as, you know, uh, people in China get back to work as they, um, really are now in those major cities like Shanghai, where a lot of manufacturing happens, um, I really think that it will be, that it will get better in a few weeks and we will see this game hopefully just ultimately be pushed by a month or two. Um, but again, if the PS5 is going to launch this year and if they get that hardware out without getting the last of us out i think they're going to be in a lot of trouble yeah yeah i think i think it's a mixture of the two problems i don't i'm with shane where i don't think it would sell nearly as many copies releasing in this covid19 universe as it would with this kind of in the in the rearview mirror as it were um so i think that definitely had something to do with it and i'm sure it's difficult to work on games from home i don't i don't know i i know when we work from home we remotely access a computer and then 
that computer has all the assets and stuff that we would use in my work. So I would I don't know if they would work similarly to that or how that all goes down. So um, I think a lot of the a lot of the issue is that you're, when you're making these things, you need these, for lack of a better word, supercomputers to be rendering your stuff in real time. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to be able to access those remotely or not not the way that you would want to remotely from home. So I think that that's it just gets really, really difficult for, I think, software developers, especially the animators and the the um, people working on the game mechanics. It's really, really difficult for them to see their work play out in a way that is meaningful in the end. Yeah, certainly. I think... Would you guys think we're gonna have a drought this summer then, from all this, or what do you, what do y'all think is gonna be the outcome? I guess on the in the gaming community. I don't think I don't think there will be a drought as much as because like we didn't know like these The Last of Us was pushed before, yeah. right? It was delayed by a couple months before, so I don't think that we're gonna see a drought any more than we thought we would. Um, before, I do think in the fall, we're really going to start seeing not as many games coming out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a Call of Duty got delayed. Well, no, I should say, they're never going to delay Call of Duty. They'll ship a piece of crap before they delay it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, cool. Black Ops 4. I was point. just going to say that. <laughs> uh, so they'll, they'll, get, they'll get something out there for sure. But they will. I think we will see some delays. That Microsoft had kind of, or Phil Spencer was on Unlocked, and he had kind of mentioned like, "Yeah, Halo Infinite, we're touting it as a launch game, but with all the problems going on right now, we might not be able to launch day one with the Xbox One, and that's just going to have to be the way it is." Yeah. Do you um, think consoles could be delayed? No, I, I, well, again, from what I've heard from. Bill Spencer and what he's been saying, consoles are still right on track. And I think Microsoft has been manufacturing for a while now, and I think they've got enough stock in right now to be confident that they will still be able to release on launch. Whether or not there will be a scarcity remains to be seen, but I think for sure Microsoft will be okay. And I, I've got a hint, or I've got to think that PlayStation is also kind of sitting in that same boat. Yeah, I wonder, I mean... I don't know how the logistics of all of those things work, but my guess is they have several back alley ways of doing some of those things. You know what I mean? If they if one facility is shut down, they move it to a different facility or something. I doubt it's just like, well, this is the one facility that it makes our stuff, you know? So I did look into it a little bit when all of this started up and it was in China and there was that initial conversation about well, what's going to happen to our games and that sort of thing. So I looked into where the virus was spreading in China and then also where manufacturing happened for the consoles. Um, right now, both consoles are made by a company called Foxconn and their largest manufacturing sites are in Shanghai and in Suzhou, China, which are fairly close to each other. Um, and were areas that were not hit by the virus too horribly. They did obviously have some lockdown. They had some time where they weren't working. But for the most part, everybody was healthy, and they got back to work sooner than the rest of the country. But that being said, Foxconn also has facilities in Malaysia. They have facilities in Mexico. They've got facilities in other parts of the world that 
either aren't being hit by the virus as hard as of right now or and may not be hit as hard in the future. Hmm. Interesting. Gabe, do you want to talk any more about the, I don't know if you listened to the interview with Ryan McCaffrey from IGN and Phil Spencer? I, I did. So Phil was on twice on IGN last week, um, once on Unlocked with Ryan McCaffrey. You can check that out. Ryan's a great interviewer, um, and Phil is a great person to speak. Uh, he's one of those very verbal and very um, well-spoken yeah, leaders of these awesome. companies. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and listen to that. And I think he's always just fun to listen to. He jokes around, and he's a, yeah. he's a pretty fun guy. So check that out. He was also on Console Watch 2020 which is IGN's show where they're kind of pitting PlayStation and Xbox against each other, kind of like their political opponents. Um, it's kind of fun for 2020 to be doing that, and the world is burning down, so we've got nothing else to laugh at. To <laughs> exactly. So Phil Spencer was on both of those, and he <laughs> he did a really good job of saying, like, yeah, Sony, Sony's doing some great things, but uh, we're, we've got it. We've got this figured out. We're ready to go. And I, yeah. There's this confidence about it, the way he's talking about things that really makes me hopeful as somebody in the Xbox ecosystem that they know what they're doing and they are they're 100% aware of what Sony is doing and they are confident that they've got the better hardware at this point. Yeah. It's a ballsy, ballsy statement, man. It makes it more fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, again, with PlayStation's lineup of games, like, even just this summer, um, and then to see what the console's going to be and what the launch lineup for that console is going to be. Yeah. And, like, with Xbox, with Xbox's apparently superior hardware, like, this is going to be a really interesting console launch and a really fun one uh, to see how it plays out over the next year. I agree. Well, I think that's about all that we have on the topics of video games, but we of course will have a normally mostly normal question for y'all and that comes with all of this kind of no one going to work. You don't have to wear your normal suit and tie and sports jacket like I do every day. Just kidding, I would I don't do that at all. Um <laughs> leads us to wonder how long What's the longest you guys have ever gone without taking a shower? Gabe, let's start with you. Uh, two weeks. Two days. weeks? Yeah. Was that up canoeing or something? No, I was um, hiking in, Mex- in New Mexico. Uh, I was on Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Um, and I went to New Mexico um, to go hiking. And I hiked up in the mountains, and there were no showers. And we were out there for two weeks. For two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you pay I mean, them like, a stream or something? No, because the streams were really, like, we were really discouraged not to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, like, we had deodorant and stuff like that. Like, we'd get, like, a wet rag and, like, kind of wipe ourselves down. Um, but for the most part, like, we were drinking so much water that it really didn't, it really didn't matter. Like, we really didn't get too dirty and like our pores are just kind of clean themselves out because we're sweating so much because it's new mexico in august yeah i was just Um, gonna say that's nasty dude (laughs) so yeah but it was about your chaperones and stuff like the adults and everything yeah yeah they were fine the same way again if you drink enough water like 
it's fine for the most part. And we were drinking so much water that it just, it didn't seem to matter. Also, I think like all of us were nasty. So we really didn't like yeah, think about know. it that much. Yeah, exactly. You're comparing yourself to one another, which it's just like, it's like the smell inside your house. Like you get used to yes. it. You, know, you don't know yes. if your own house stinks until you go on vacation and come back and you're like, holy shit, is this what my house smells like? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent like that. And it, it did get to the point where like, when we had got done and we had gotten through and I remember going in like a, an enclosed bathroom for the first time in a long time and being like, Oh, I really do smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, Shane, anyway, about Shane, what about you? Two weeks is a long time. Is uh, a- <laughs> I, uh, I was in Boy Scouts too. And, uh, it was a one week backpacking trip. Uh, same, <laughs> but, uh, a, a week shorter. So I, uh, yeah, and I would definitely go in creeks and streams and rinse off daily and get the sweat off. So yeah, and we were did you, that every summer. In, uh, so were you in New Mexico as well? Not in New Mexico. No, was it? I was all in oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't even hold a candle to either of those. I think when we were in high school, some friends and I used to try to compete for one week in the summer we'd try to not shower and see who caved first and i think i was always the one that caved first i had a couple friends that would go (laughs) for like 10 days without showering or doing anything and i think i would last like three even now like i'm i'm fine waking up in the morning and i can not shower for a day but the next day i have to shower I, i can't handle it i get too feel gross i get like hot and like sweaty and yeah i don't know it's gross so i definitely i definitely have that same issue like nowadays like i couldn't go i couldn't go more than a few days it's definitely something you probably did when you were younger you know like kids can go days without showering seems like oh yeah us you know we gotta be in front of other people you become self-aware at some point. That, that's exactly. part of it too, I think. It's really unfortunate, isn't it? Self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that will do it for this week. Thank you all for listening, as always. Um, remember, you can write us at mostlynormalgamerspodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Johnny Sampsonite. If you want to hit me up on the Twitter. Shane, how about you? I'm a ghost. Oh, sorry. Sim game chain. (laughs) At sim game chain and Gabe. (laughs) You can find me at Gabe Fall. Pretty much everywhere. Yay! Don't forget to check out our website as well. Yeah, it's www. That stands for World Wide Web. Dot. Wait, can you spell that? Gamers. Dot com. I don't Mostly know. Normalgamers.com. Normalgamers.com. Oh, dude, we got to come up with a theme song now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.